Next on BYU Sports Nation, all 128 college football teams ranked. Where does BYU fit in? More importantly, where will the Cougars finish? Blaine Fowler on the drama list BYU fall camp and which offensive lineman showed up at photo day yesterday? And does Nick Kurtz think he is elite? Oh, no. Oh, come on. We're not doing that no. again, are we? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station back to work live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is August 10th. Yes, we are near the middle of August. Holler! Happy Tuesday, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has ranked all 128 BYU TV employees, Jerem Jordan. There's something like 500, if I'm not mistaken. All so, 500 so the, BYU yeah. TV employees. It's more like D1 basketball than it is football. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cool because it's August. Uh, by the way, I do want to mention this. We'd love to get a photo from these guys coming up, but th- there are uh, a handful of BYU TV employees in Rio for the Olympics, not to mention uh, one student I supervise, Alyssa uh, Banks, who's in Connecticut working with NBC Sports, interning as well. So BYU TV is represented in Rio. In fact, one of them is a neighbor of mine, sent me a uh, text, hey, I'm at the Olympic Park. I'm just watching uh, you know, whatever he wants. He just wanders and goes and helps work some and – it's very cool. It's very cool that BYU TV has uh, some guys working for it. The international feed that goes out. So in this week's rankings, because they are in Rio, yeah. do they, do they oh, jump yeah. up oh, the yeah. list? There's a green arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pointing up for them. Pat the power ranking. I want you to listen to the following schedule for the day and tell me if mm. you can get on board with this. Okay. okay. Donuts for breakfast. Yes. McDonald's for lunch. Mm-hmm. Swimming shortly thereafter. Sounds great. Because that's what my five-year-old has opted to do today for his birthday. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. He's doing it right. Yeah. Donuts, Jack's McDonald's, what, and swimming. Jax knows what's up. Oh, gonna, also. He will be an Olympian in <laughs> eating food. Last night, talked to Johnny Linehan following the uh, BYU women's soccer alumni match. BYU his, soccer moms versus soccer players. Yes, his yeah. wife, Marissa Nimmer Linehan, was mm-hmm. part of the alumni squad. She graduated, yeah. And I uh, had a good conversation with them in which I found out Johnny has developed a new type of celebration that he will debut after he has an amazing punt. Now, will this draw a flag? No. Okay. Because one J.J. Luigi at Wyoming in 09 had a little <laughs> dance that he did. It got a flag. And he said, yeah, I planned on doing that. I was like, you planned on getting a penalty? What? Are you, what? Come on. It is super unique, and it will draw not a flag, but plenty of laughs from BYU fans. Okay. And his Can't wife wait. said, Can't you wait. think he's joking? He's seriously going to do this. I think Johnny Linehan's capable of just about anything. <laughs> I, he's got a huge personality. Oh, Can't wait. Just another thing to look forward to within the 2016 BYU football Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let off by this, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby responded to the letter from Athlete Ally yesterday saying, quote, thank you for your note. As we move forward with our processes, we will certainly take your comments into consideration. I appreciate your having taken the time to express your thoughts. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo tweeted the following, quote, LGBT players, coaches, and fans are always welcome to the BYU campus. Everyone should be treated with respect 
dignity, and love, end quote. Yesterday was photo day for the BYU football team, and senior offensive lineman Kyle Johnson made an appearance there, had his photo taken, so hopefully that's good news for Kyle Johnson and the O-line. We'll see. Today is practice number five. That means they can have full pads, and head coach Kalani Satake has talked about how they are going to practice tackling and practice physicality. So real football real football begins not, today. Yeah, not fake football. The kind that you and I play in intramurals. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go there, man. <laughs> it's super fake. Now an update from Rio de Janeiro. Cougars in the Olympics. That's pretty good. Are you okay? Yeah, that's okay. good. Okay. Former BYU volleyball star Taylor Sander had 10 kills and two aces. As the USA men's volleyball team lost again to Italy, three sets to one. What's up with that? I don't know. The US 0-2, they've never started 0-2 and made the quarterfinals. So they have three more matches. They need to win two of those next three to have a shot. Let's which, go, which baby! Which still happen. Brazil is the next match at Brazil. On the sand, Casey Patterson and Jake Gibb lost two sets to one this morning to Spain. Hey! What? What's going on? Patterson and Gibb need Austria to either win or lose by more than eight points in order to advance. Austria currently leads Qatar one set to none in that match. So that's good. That's good. If Austria wins, uh, Jake Gibb and Casey Patterson can advance. So They're nice. through. Adam Long went 2-4 with an RBI for the Jackson Generals in our Cougars in the Miners update. Also in action on the Diamond, Michael Rucker made his second minor league appearance, pitching a scoreless inning while striking out two batters in rookie ball for the AZL Cubs. So he is a reliever now in the Miners. Fun to follow these guys in their professional baseball careers, especially those that continue to do work in the minor league level. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Reliable rankings. Wait a second. Does such a thing even exist? No. No. But it's fun to speculate, right? It's August 10th, so yeah. It's just fun. CBS Sports (laughs) released their preseason rankings of all 128 Division I college football teams yesterday. Coming in at number one, Alabama. Roll Tide. Gasp, said no one. Two said, B- said Batman, Lego Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Two BYU opponents, however, land in the top 20. Guess who the highest is, Jerem? Uh, UCLA. When will, Your favorite team. When will people learn... When when will the college football world learn? I want UCLA to win the Pac-12 so bad this year. <laughs> just, just, just because if BYU got a win and they were good, that would be nice, right? It would be good, but that's not going to happen because they don't ever do that. They True. never do that. Anyway, they're yep. number 10. So the 10th-ranked Bruins, according to CBS Sports 128, come to Provo on September 17th. And Michigan State at number 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the power in those two opponents. But what about BYU, Jerem? The Cougars land in this list of 128 at number 61. Too high? 61. Too, too low? Too high? How about too low? 61? Come on. Where would you put the Cougars? In all honesty, BYU Sports Nation, do you really care about where BYU starts in a poll like this? Do you really care? Yes. And do you care more about where they finish? Quoting a band that I really like, The Hours, they say it's not how you start, 
It's how you finish. And that takes us to our Twitter question. At the end of the 2016 college football season, where will BYU rank among the 128 teams? Where will they rank? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Naga... You say it. Mm-hmm. Naga Okakio one. Naga Okakio one. At least one spot higher than the youth. <laughs> that is a well-cogitated choice. That hits well with you going off of what we talked about yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's not... My entire existence doesn't revolve around beating Utah. Just in this football season, I would like BYU to beat Utah, especially every year, but especially this year. We're seeing a lot of tweets come in, some very blue-goggled, some not. Oh, please. that's the, pre- the These are our people, Spencer. That BYU will finish ranked in the top 25. You may want to reconsider after you hear our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been seven years since BYU finished a season ranked in the AP Top 25. It's been a while, okay? Seven six, years? Six seasons. This is the seventh, right? Um, yeah, 2009. 2009. It's been a while. So, this is not the schedule conducive to that, <laughs> in my opinion, okay? the A lot of the over-under and predictions, right, for BYU, including my own before a lot of these came out, was seven, seven and a half wins. That's kind of the line uh, that... Everyone is kind of talking about it, right? Almost unanimous in that way. We're not talking about the win line per se, where they'd finish among the 128. Here's, here's what I look at. I, I think that BYU needs to finish in the top 40. Okay? Receiving I think that votes, would be a great season. Receiving votes at the end of the year would be awesome. BYU received one vote in the AP poll with nine wins last year. 37th, if you will. I don't give a lot of credence to that. But you look at college football. What, where is, how many games is BYU going to win? I think that seven would be a good season. I'm hoping for an eight-win season. Does that include the bowl game? Sure. Okay. I, I think I think BYU could get as many as nine. Nine they and could, four. They could get as many as nine if, if everything goes well, right? Ooh. You stay healthy. You, you play well. You, you get a kicker that can make some field goals and whatnot. You get going. Because, look, of team, teams that won eight games or more last year, that's 45% of college football. I feel like eight's a good number, right? If you get at least eight. That's a solid season, Yes, right? and you have to wait the schedule as well. Yeah, but, well, yes. But I'm looking at all teams independent of how strong or weak their schedule was. Okay. That one eight, 45%. Okay. If you go nine wins, 32%. So a th- the top third. Nine is really good. I think if BYU gets eight wins this year, I would go, hey, that was good because that schedule was brutal. There would be some good wins. If you have eight wins... There would be some solid wins on that, some good wins. So are you going to say, I mean, if you had to, pick, top you had to pick a number, like pick a 40. single number, 40? 40, yeah. Which I think would be a fantastic season. Year one season. of the new coaching staff, tough schedule. I think that'd be good. Out of 128 teams, that is higher than the top third. Yeah. Which would be a great start for a new coaching staff that does inherit a lot of talent. I'm going to give them some time to uh, figure it out. I think BYU will be receiving at least one vote. And going off of what they did last year... That means nine wins, probably. <sighs> would eight and five against that schedule receive a vote? I don't know that they're... Like, like listen to the eight-win teams last year. South Florida, Louisville, Pitt, Miami, Duke, West Virginia, Ohio, Akron, Northern Illinois, USC, UCLA, Arkansas, Texas, I, I didn't look at any... I didn't look at this, but now I'm wondering, did any eight and five team last year receive any votes at the end of the season. Oh, I hate when you ask these questions, now, but then I have to, to go look, look it up. up. And I am going to tell you <laughs> that I think that BYU, with this degree of difficulty in that schedule, if they finish 8-5 and five on a high after a bowl win, 
could be receiving a vote. And so my pick is number 37, exactly where they finished last year. I think the Cougars can finish receiving at least one vote and will be at least number 37 in the final 128. When BYU beats Arizona, they'll be receiving at least one vote. Right, Jerem? Countdown to the Wildcats. 24 days. 24. Three and a half weeks. And I I noticed, remember we talked about Cal Hawaii? That's on the Friday before the week of everybody else's games. International. in, In Australia. So there's Cal Hawaii. Would I normally watch that game? No. Will I be watching that game? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> August 26th, I'm watching that game. It's, there's such a thirst for college football, two for weeks, football two days. in general. Yeah. I, like NFL exhibitions, I watch sparingly just because it's a bunch of dudes I don't know. You know I, I want the BYU guys to do well. That's what I'm watching. Okay, this just in from Ben Bagley. No eight-win teams ranked in the AP or coach's final poll last so year. So eight's not going to get you a vote probably. Wow. You have five losses. Like, it's for the top 20. You know what that means is that it's not that they think you should be outside the top 25. They Someone think thinks should you should be, be in. in. Like, eight, eight and five? No. There, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of 10-win teams. Receiving one vote means somebody voted you 25th. There you go. So BYU received one vote for 25th. Because 23% of college football wins 10 games or more. That's, this is all from just last year. Sorry, this is not over, like, the last 20 years. Ugh. Did you know Houston was the only team in America to win 13? Last year. Last year. 13-1, and one, including a power, not a power five, New but Year's a Six New Year's win. Six bowl game. Might as well call it a power yeah. five bowl game. And that's why the record <laughs> doesn't matter in the Big 12 invite conversation, right? Okay, well then uh, they I, st- I stand corrected. I stand corrected. If I think BYU will finish at, be nine, then. At, as high as number 37 receiving a vote, they've got to win nine games. Can, okay, they, last year, the reason wow. BYU won nine games is because the teams that they played in October weren't that good. Like, BYU played good ball, got wins, they were at home, but BYU beat one team that had eight or more wins. The schedule matters. That, that's why we're saying, like, seven is good this year because you're playing a bunch of teams. Like, what's the worst Power 5 team BYU's playing? It's Arizona. Two years ago, that team won a new, uh, played in a New Year's Six game. They were 7-6 and six last year. Utah last year, what were they? Nine wins, UCLA, eight. West Virginia, I think they were eight. Toledo was a 10-win team. Michigan State, I think, won 12. Mississippi State was uh, just out in the rankings. Had Dak Prescott. Boise State, nine-win team. That's a good, that's a good stinking schedule. <laughs> that's why we're not saying, like, 10 wins, blue goggles, baby. Which, like, is, why I, which is why I initially thought, like, Maybe eight and five against that schedule if you have a quality win against UCLA and Mississippi State. Maybe yeah. you go upset Boise on the blue. Yeah. Like, oh, I, no, I feel you. And part of it depends, too. Are you losing close? Are you blowing out some people? Are you getting quality road wins? All of that could weigh in. It's not out of the question to have an eight and five team get a vote. Receive but, a vote. But when you look at, yeah, a vote. When you look at last year, BYU won nine games, and I thought that was really notable. BYU overcame the Taysom Hill injury. There, Travis Tuiloma. Uh, you know, got hurt in that last game against Utah. But the, the fact that BYU had home games and against Cincinnati wasn't as good as we thought, East Carolina wasn't, Missouri was way worse, but BYU lost that game. Some teams will be better and some teams will be worse than we think right now. And that's why you play the games. It's fun. And BYU could be better than we think. That's what I hope. Where will BYU rank among the 128 teams at the end of the season? 
At Melocopter says, my brain tells me 45th, but my heart tells me 19th. 19th? Coming up, is Nick Kurtz an elite receiver? We ask him that question. (laughs) But first, what does Blaine Fowler think about the Cougars and where they will finish? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Those moving pictures are on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now and continues 24-7 on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and we will find your tweets. Absolutely. We have a uh, staff of roughly 40 students just waiting to uh, sift through those. Oh, it's not 40? My bad. Okay. Facebook Live. Check it out. We have interviews after practice. Uh, today is not a media availabil- availability day. Tomorrow is. But you can go back and watch interviews with uh, Kalani Sitake, Ty Detmer, Taysom Hill, Tanner Mangum, and all the guys uh, after practice, the latest and greatest, including yesterday, BYU Photo Day, one Spencer Linton went around the indoor practice facility uh, talking to different players, the Jurgens brothers. Uh, who else did you talk to? Travis Tuiloma. Tui- Lo- he lost his voice, so he was whispering to us. Francis Bernard talked about his swag, swagalicious haircut. Yes. So it, it was fun. So you can see uh, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So check that out. <laughs> if you're not following us or uh, like, if you haven't liked BYU TV Sports on Facebook, I'd recommend it. You can get some really good stuff. Jonah Trinneman, uh gave us his uh, suit jacket size during that 40 little, that 40 little regular? 40, 40 regular. Yeah. We asked him if he was the he's fastest so- guy on the team. He's a socks and sandals guy, which <laughs> I, was a bit surprising. You know, I just, I just didn't think that would that happen was fun. with Jonah. It was fun because it was unscripted and it was unfiltered and it was like, I yeah. don't know what I'm going to get. We're just going to go talk to people. Socks and sandals is so BYU, right? Am I right? Well, it's coming back. It's coming the, back into backpack? style. It's coming back into style. Was it ever style. in style? I mean, outside of this place? I don't know. Question mark? People used to wear Birkenstocks and knee-high white socks. I mean, really? Sorry to mention his name, but the Keith Van Horn look. Right? <laughs> At the end of the 2016 college football season, where will BYU Socks and sandals or not, rank among the 128 Division I college football teams. At Eric Biggert says, at least Pac-12 South co-champs. That's the goal. That's the number one goal this season. We will hang a banner if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> if BYU wins the first three games, on my car. we will Someone hang a banner. It. Joining us now, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback at BYU, dual threat analyst. Blaine, you've heard all of this nonsense over the past three minutes. I'm, here's my I, The biggest question I have is, you referred to him as Spencer Linton. So my question, like back when I was in high school watching the University of Pittsburgh, Tony Dorsett was there. Dorset? Then when he got big, he changed it to Dorsett. Is this what's happening with Spencer? He was Linton, and now he went to Linton well, Spencer, he got big? Linton. It is year three of Spencer at BYU TV, so I think we need to take it up. Go, he's Linton now. Yeah, Linton. he's Linton. We know he's made yeah. it because he had a name change. If yeah. I were hey, guys, a soccer player, I would just be I want to go back Linton. to my original Lin- name, Linton. Linton. Everybody's Linton. been pronouncing it wrong, but since I got big, I want to go back to my original Linton. It was <laughs> Tony Fowler. Dorsett? Yeah, he was. It was always Tony Dorsett when I was watching him growing up, and then all of a sudden he got big, and he, it was Dorsett. Huh. I was like, well, "How did that change? Is this I, a new guy?" Yeah, was, and, and so when you did that, I had a flashback to the <laughs> late '70s, and because went, oh. I put Tony Dorsett and Spencer Linton in the same, in the same yes. thing, group, yes. and then at the, what they do, and then everything does come back in style. So sandals with socks, it's coming back. I mean, Trinman just a he's just a trendsetter. He's a trendsetter, I guess. and and by the way. I was at practice all day yesterday. He stands out. Mm-hmm. That guy can fly. And I was talking to Tanner and to Taysom and to Ty after practice, and I said, man, that guy looks like 
He's got some serious speed. And Tanner and Taysom both said, yeah, we need to learn to adjust to him. We're underthrowing him on all the deep balls. Mm. Because you got when you come up to the line of scrimmage as a quarterback and you have a guy like that, you have to look out and go, oh, that's right, he's the guy running the vertical or he's the guy running the post. Because, you know, with him, get a lot of air under it, huck it as far as you can huck it, and let him go chase it, right? And so they've got to adjust. They've, and that's one of the things that's going to come through fall camp. There's too many drop balls for my taste. Part of it is – Focus with the receivers, and Ben Coon's going to address that. The other part is is the quarterbacks knowing who they're with and the timing because, you know what, you lead some guys further than you lead others. He's one of those. He's one of those guys, when he goes vertical, you can just go, oh, yeah, I can just huck it as far as I can huck it, get some air under it, and that guy's going to run away from the defense and go get it. It's kind of fun to have him out there. I've been surprised at how uh, much lack of drama, for a better use of the word, uh, there's been in this fall camp. Part of that is because the media is only allowed to watch about the first 30 minutes, so there's not a lot of information coming out of that. You're not seeing the battle. There's no uh, controversy related to quarterbacks or otherwise. What do you think of this fall camp? Because to me, that's the perfect scenario for a new coaching staff. All quiet on the Western front. Yeah, Kalani has done an unbelievable job as a first-time head coach of getting buy-in from the entire team. And, and so remember, I got, I've got a player on the team, and I listen to what he says. You know, I don't sit there and question him with 20 questions every night. I just listen to the things he talks about. And, and the ability that Kalani has had so early from spring ball on to get these guys to go, yes, we believe in this guy. Yes, we believe in this staff. We believe they're going to take us to new heights. And all of them on the same page, it really is remarkable. I mean, that's a testament to the guy that Kalani is. He just seems to have the right sense of when to be funny with the guys, when, when to get after it with the guys. And here's something they realized really, really quick. In spring ball, and now they realize it in the fall. Kalani seems like this really easygoing, nice guy. And they love him. They love him. But cross him up or get him angry about something – and he turns into a guy that's really, really scary really fast. <laughs> and, they, and they like that. They like that about him. Like, okay. He, and that's what Kalani wants from these guys. He says, I remember BYU back in the day when they were winning national championships and, you know, some of the teams that he was on, especially up front. The thing was, man, those are the nicest guys in the world. But everybody would go, man, they cheat. They hold you on the offensive line. It's the dirtiest team that we ever play because they're the nicest guys. But they would cross the line that white line onto the field and they would turn into kind of maniacs and they were physical and they would punish you and they would dominate you up front. And Kalani's like, that's what we're looking for. I had a good talk with him yesterday. He's like, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys that can turn it on and off and, and can really play with high intensity and want to dominate people on the field. And he goes, you know what though? I only want him to dominate him between the whistle. And I think about a guy like Trevor Manich. Trevor Manich used to just pile drive somebody into the ground rub their face in it, dominate them, get up and go, hey, you know what? You did a good job. It was okay. It's okay. Um, you know what? I just made a good play. It was all right. And he'd go back to the huddle. And, and, then, and then the nose would just be bewildered. He'd go back like, I'm not sure what to make of that. that. That's the kind of guys we want up there. Really nice guys that will – beat the crap out of you between the whistles <laughs> and be really nice you after football. the whistle. Really nice guys that will beat the crap out of you. <laughs> between the whistles. So, And I saw that yesterday. You, Buy you, your season tickets. Tooney Kanuch, I, I, I really focused on the offensive line a little bit. He was impressive yesterday. I think his body looks better. His footwork looks better. He had that fire in his eyes. Um, 
I think he's going to be a bright spot on that offensive line. He stood out to me yesterday in practice. We'll talk about some position battles in just a bit, and obviously the position battle, according to the national media and BYU media, whoever you talk to is, well, who's the quarterback going to be? We'll get to that in a minute. But because you brought up the offensive line, I want to talk about that. Tuni Kanuch, you said, is a bright spot. Louis Lapuaho is a guy that a lot of people talk about. But there are some gaps to fill right now. Kyle Johnson is injured. No Brad Wilcox in camp. What do you think about the offensive line in terms of where that you expect them to start? So I, I worry about depth, but I think they have enough good bodies. And I, I watched the transformation from spring to now in their bodies. And, and I think when that happens – now, this, this is a team that worked really, really hard during the summer. They squatted every day. You know, in talking to Kalani, part of that was to get them bigger and stronger, but the other part of it was to mentally to get these guys confident that – we are big and we can dominate people and we are stronger. We've worked harder than anybody else. He wanted that mentality coming into fall. I think they accomplished what they wanted to in the offseason. So much so that, that when I was talking to Kalani, and I love this, he says he was talking to Coach New, the strength coach, and he said to him, what's wrong with you? And, and New's like, I what do you mean? He goes, <laughs> like, you're usually a raving maniac. Like, you're usually crazy. Like, you're screaming and yelling. And, you know, he's been at – you know, he was at the U. He's been at USC. And Newell goes, yeah, these are the most obedient guys I've ever coached. I don't even have a reason to yell at them. I say, go do this. They just do it. <laughs> he goes, so I, I, I need a different style with these guys. This whole staff has been so surprised at, at the willingness of this team to do whatever they ask them to do. And so I think their offseason conditioning was unbelievable. And I think the biggest impact – was on the offensive line. Hmm. Now, so I think they're going to be just fine with their first five, even with the injuries and suspensions. Back in, when, when T. John Chroma was, you know, um, got expelled from school, I don't know how, what we call that, suspended, um, I didn't think that that was that big of a deal at the time because everybody was healthy and I knew what they had coming back. So now with, you know, some injuries, and so, now I think it is a big deal that Chroma is back. Because I think that he's going to have to have an impact, whether that's at center. He could even play guard. He's a versatile enough guy. Um, I think that it's important for him to be there. So I think now Mike Empey, his big focus is where do I build depth between now and when the season starts? Because I think he's got better bodies up there than he had even in spring ball, and I think his first five are going to be fine. And let's credit, uh, I think, Bronco Mendenhall and that staff who instilled that discipline to where these guys are ready to go, they're mentally strong, uh, they're sharp. They're ready to rock. And now you have this two-quarterback situation. Um, do you, who do you think will be the starter in game one based on what you're seeing? Because it doesn't seem like a guy's out in front of the other. I, they both look fantastic. Um, and <laughs> it's funny. I, when, when it all comes down to it, do you just play the guy that's been there longer and play Taysom Hill? You know, I think that's probably where you end up going is the guy that has more experience has taken you know has been in the system longer has thrown thousands and thousands and thousands of ball and practice balls in practice um you know is he mentally had more preparation time i think he has so if they're exactly the same you probably have to go with a guy that's had more experience whether it's practice or game experience the nice part is they have two guys that can play and the thing that that Taysom gives you too so i was standing watching practice with riley nelson and james lark and we're together. In fact, at this time, Kalani was right next to us talking to us. And there was a play where Taysom dropped back and the tackles got too wide and he stepped up and he kind of took off and then they blew a whistle. And we all looked at each other and went, that was just an 85-yard touchdown run. <laughs> like, that was just an 85. That wasn't a quarterback just scrambled and got five yards. We're like, that was just an 85-yard touchdown run right there. If they were on their own 15 on that play, he just went 85 for a touchdown. 
So that's a dimension of the game that very few players ever have. He's that good with his feet. And you could go into a game and not call a single run play for him and have a game where he rushes for 100 yards because – and BYU's had quarterbacks do that to them. I remember when Christian Ponder came in here and did – I don't know if they called a single run play for that guy, but he killed BYU running it. That's the impact that Taysom can have on the game. So because of experience and because of that element, I think you probably give him the edge. Um, but when I watched him in practice yesterday, they're both throwing the ball extremely well. I mean, Tanner looks fantastic. And when there doesn't seem to be any controversy, now that's a great thing to have. If it, if it creates controversy, it's like, oh, gosh. You know, and, and people say, well, if you don't have one quarterback, you know. If you, don't, if you have two, you have none. Yeah, you yeah. have none. That's not the case here. BYU has two NFL talents mm. in quarterback, and that's the way they used to be. I mean, that Jim McMahon and Steve Young at the time, they had Jim McMahon and Mark Wilson at the time. They had Three first-round draft picks on the roster at the same time. Yeah, and Blaine that. Fowler. Well, he wasn't a first-round draft pick. <laughs> I was the first pick of my wife, though. <laughs> Blaine Fowler with this dual-thread analyst on BYU TV. You can watch him tonight on After Further Review, uh, which it was, debuts. It was last Oh, last, sorry, last but night. But I think it, it, it re-airs tonight. Okay, so there is it a re-air tonight. tonight. So you're not wrong. All right. After further review tonight with Blaine <laughs> Fowler, if some Blaine is good, more is better, right? Let's finish with this. Our Twitter question it deals with ranking all 128 teams. BYU came in at number 61, according to CBS Sports, Blaine. Is that too high, too low, and more importantly, where will BYU finish? It's, it's too low. They're better than 61. Um, and what I think, after they win the Pac-12 South, they'll be ranked. <laughs> and and I, by the way, I've had multiple people come up to me and offer to make that banner for us. <laughs> We're relying on this. So they said they will yeah, make it. Yeah. At no cost to us, they'll make us a banner. If BYU's so, 2-0, make yeah. the banner. So let's make it so that when they win the game, that following Monday, hang it, it up. It goes we're, up. We're, yeah. We'll get hang it right there. We'll fit, yeah, we'll put it in. Heck, we'll put it in front of the Y over there. We'll hang it over there. <laughs> we'll find so, it. So I think they'll be ranked at that point, and that will keep them close. Um, it, it's going to be hard to – if they win nine, and you guys already addressed this – that's a fantastic year. Usually you got to win 10 to be ranked. I think nine would put them fringe ranked. I think you're like between 25 and 30 with nine wins, and that's probably not too crazy to expect for them. Um, it's going to be hard to go to Michigan State and win. Boise State scares me more than the first three games because that Boise State right there with they have you, coming man. back. Um, so there's some difficult games on that schedule. Um, Eight wins would be great. Nine wins would be fantastic. With nine wins, I think they finish somewhere between 25 and 30. Uh, after further review, is coming up next at 1 Eastern time. See, there you go. It's, right, it's coming up next. You knew it. Tune in. Yeah. Awesome. Again, more Blaine is better. <laughs> and countdown to kickoff coming up. In and what nobody days knows well. is right now I have on sandals and socks, but I'm not going to show you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you do not. Like, liar! Oh, he's buying into the resurfacing trend of sandals and socks. I don't know. Apparently, if Trinaman does it, I'm telling you, the guy is a trendsetter. If Jonah does it, I might do it, yeah. Blaine, great to have you with us, man. Thanks, guys. Up next, is it a big deal or no deal? CBS Sports has BYU number 61 in its preseason FBS rankings of all 128 teams. But first, Nick Kurtz on when he plans to be healthy for the season. And is he elite? This is BYU Sports Nation. Come on, man. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, if you are in the area, come to the Big Blue Bash 
at Rio Tinto Stadium coming up Friday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. It's the preseason BYU football party. Blaine Fowler will be there. We will be there. Kalani Sitake, I believe uh, Tanner Mangum, Johnny Linehan, Travis Tuiloma are the players expected to speak. So come hang out with us this Friday night. <laughs> you want BYU Sports Nation? We will be at the Big Blue Bash. Party! On Friday. Party! Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby responded to the letter from Athlete Ally yesterday saying, quote, Thank you for your note. As we move forward with our processes, we will certainly take your comments into consideration. I appreciate your having taken the time to express your thoughts. End quote. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo responded with the following tweet. LGBT players, coaches, and fans are always welcome to the BYU campus. Everyone should be treated with respect, dignity, and love. Yesterday was photo day for the BYU football team, and senior offensive lineman Kyle Johnson made his first appearance at fall camp. And today is practice number five, which means it's the first day with full pads. So they're going to get after it right away. Real football. Finally. Former BYU volleyball star Taylor Sander had 10 kills and two aces, but the United States men's volleyball team lost to Italy three sets to one yesterday. They're now 0-2. They have never started 0-2 and made the quarterfinals. So you, you speculate they, need, more to, matches. they need to win at least they two more. They need to win two more. Ooh. Have a shot. Holy cow. Casey Patterson and Jake Gibb on the sand lost two sets to one this morning to Spain. Patterson and Gibb now officially eliminated. Qatar came back to beat Austria two sets to one. So far, it's just been disappointment uh, for those Cougars in Rio. So hopefully, you know, Casey Patterson at least got to participate in the Olympics. I know that's not the uh, result they wanted, but Taylor Sander and company, they need to crank it up a notch to try and get through pool play here. And Adam Law went 2-4 with an RBI for the Jackson Generals, double-A. Mariners. Also in action on the diamond, Michael Rucker made his second minor league appearance, pitching a scoreless inning while striking out two batters in rookie ball for the AZL Cubs. Senior wide receiver Nick Kurtz for BYU football has had his fair share of injury concerns and trials and currently is looking to come back again from another injury to his foot, ironically enough. We talked to him yesterday and he feels like he's on a fast track to get back, but just how fast? Here is the offensive number five, Nick Kurtz. In case you were wondering, this is number five, Nick Kurtz, wide receiver, who is also a senior. Although Diane Lake told us that he was the real number five. What's up with that? You have the microphone now. Yeah, and if you guys notice, they have microphones and I don't. This is how I get treated when I come on the show every time. They, they, don't, they don't take care of us. Um, yeah, Diane, I've told Diane, you know, Diane actually got me on the last day of spring ball, which was the only time he ever got me. So it's his number for now until I'm healthy. So mm. I've given it to him until, I, until I'm back. When you say he got you, what does that he mean? He got me. You know, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was bad. He, act, he got a pick on me. So, you know, he earned it. It's okay. His, it's his for now. Okay. The question everyone's asking you, what, when do you feel like you'll be healthy? How you doing? How's your foot? Well, I feel good. I have my boot off. I'm walking around. Um, you know, and, and that, that feels great because I've been so anxious these last few weeks. You know, it, it, it's, it's tough just having to watch, you know, because right now all I can really do is just, you know, try to coach as much as I can or whatever. But I just want to get out there and play. But, I mean, I, I'm walking around and I'm starting to run on, you know, we have an underwater treadmill. I'm getting moving on that. So hopefully I'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, I want, I want, my goal is to play in fall camp. I want to actually participate in like a week or two of camp, see how that works out. Um, but shoot, I mean, that, it is what it is for now. I know the ideal situation is to be 
basically 100% for Arizona. Ty Detmer has made it clear we'd love to have Nick Kurtz back. Ben Cahoon said it hurts us to not have him on the field right now. But how do you pace yourself when you're like, oh, I want to play, but I, I don't want to press things? Yeah, that's the hardest thing. And I've kind of always struggled with that when I have injuries because I always want to get back too fast. But this time I'm trying to play it smart. Luckily, I've been through this exact injury, just the opposite foot. So I kind of know how things work. Um, but, you know, I'm just taking it slow, taking it day by day. And whatever the trainers let me do, I do. So I just do as, as hard as I can for now. That last, uh, the other foot, that dragged on and eventually led to a, a red yeah, shirt, right? Is was, this one better? Well, that was different because I got hurt midway through fall camp. And I had to rush. It's like we, if you don't play, if you play after week five, you can't medical redshirt. So I had to try to play week five, and yeah. it was just a little bit too soon. So I just called it redshirt after. You know, I tried to play week five, and I, I just redshirted after that because it still hurt. But this time around, I have I had more time, um, so I should be just fine. Yeah. How do you stay positive in this circumstance? Yeah, um, you just got to realize that eventually you're going to be healthy. And, you know, you'll be back on the field. It's just part of the game. You know, that's what you have to learn to accept. Getting hurt is just part of the game. So, I don't know, you just try to keep your head up as much as you can. Emotionally for you, this last year was going to be your senior year if you hadn't had a medical redshirt. So what's this like for you? Well, this is actually nice because I, I'm, when I first got hurt, it was really hard and I was disappointed and I was sad. You know, I, I thought I didn't want to be here for another year. But as time went on, I realized that I love it here, and you know I'm glad that I have that extra year. And now I look at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm never gonna have spring ball here again. I'm never gonna have summer workouts, winter workouts, you know. So I'm trying to absorb this as much as I can, and I'm like heartbroken that I'm not out there during fall camp to practice with everyone, you know. So it's tough, but I love it. You know, I'm, I'm having a great time here. You look bigger. Uh, you look I like you, you put on. So how much weight have you gained? I gained 10 pounds oh. since last year. So I was like. Just a little, like, close to 205 last year, probably. And now I'm, like, 215. So PB&J and the mi at midnight PB &Js, snack? PB&Js, <laughs> some shakes. Honestly, I think it's just age because I've tried everything that I'm doing now before, and it just doesn't work. So it's just an age thing. Are you an know. old man now? I'm becoming old. That's what it is. <laughs> Not BYU old, though. I'm mission age. It's, all, it's like I served a mission, honestly. How old are you? I'm 23 now. 23, okay. This is mission age. This yeah. is, you know, RM age, so. Yeah. I, I'm so used to seeing Mitch Matthews with you that it's weird he's to not. be here and he's not here. I, I'm alone. Yeah. I'm alone now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss my guy. You know, we yeah. talk all the time and stuff, and he's doing good in Kansas. So, you know, whatever happens with him, I'm sure it'll work out. He's a great player. So, this makes you the next elite receiver at BYU, well, I, right? We're not, we're not talking. About <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I don't want that either. Let's go. Hey. Yeah, we're not talking about this. <laughs> Listen, Nick. Nick will prove it on the field. Okay. He already yeah. has, right? It, no, I well, have. I haven't. Come on. Listen, I, no. We, we don't have an hour. I'm just kidding. I worked really hard this off season. I try to work on all my flaws because I. This is a year where I feel like everyone really wants to win as many games as we can and just like leave our mark here, and pass it down to the rest of uh, you know all the new classes that come in and with coach Shataki it's been a lot of fun and so I was working really hard this offseason like every day because I wanted to be the best I possibly could to help out you know and do everything I could possibly do um, so it's gonna be a good year I'm gonna be all right and healthy all the receivers are looking really good they're all stepping up I know that when I come back it's gonna be a competition to just try to get back on the field so um, it's gonna be a lot of fun where have you improved the most um, I think one of the main things that I was working on was press release, and that's why everyone tries to talk trash, all our fans, when they talk trash to us. <laughs> when they're mad that we lost, they blame it on us for that. Um, 
So I was working really hard at that. I was working on going up and just getting the ball and route running. Just I really was trying to focus on a lot of different things. Um, but it, I mean, it was it was paying off. That's kind of how I got hurt. I was I was doing some stuff with one of the quarterbacks and stuff. It was it was just me and him out there, and I kind of rolled my ankle and I, that bone broke. Um, but we all are. Everyone everyone at every position is just going as hard as they can, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year, I think. Yeah. Did you know who Ty Emmer was growing up? No. When did you know about him? I'm sorry. Um, well, when I probably when I was getting recruited, I started learning about. I didn't even know what BYU was, so it's yeah, not fair. Yeah. I, like I went to. I don't know if I told you this. I went to the Holiday Bowl in 2000 something, or it was the Poinsettia Bowl, and they were playing against. Uh, San Diego State. Yeah, San Diego State. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in San Diego, and I'm cheering San Diego State on against BYU, and I didn't know what BYU even was, and then. Little do I know, I was going to go play for them. And so, then Kyle Van Noy happened. And then KVN happened, and I was like, man, these guys are good. This is before I was getting recruited. Before, I don't even know if I was playing football at this point, what I was doing in my life. But now I'm here, and we're having a good time. You get to play against Arizona, Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, Michigan State, Mississippi State. Are you going to write off the whole schedule? And Boise State in yeah. seven of the first eight weeks. Yes. How much does that opportunity at the schedule excite you personally yeah so um i i don't know if people think that we're scared or something but this is like an opportunity for us so if you're trying to go next level even or if you want to get nationally ranked you want to get noticed you have to beat these teams and so it's a good thing for us to have these teams because we start piling up some wins and you start rising in the rank you saw last year we won two games and we started getting ranked yeah and because it was great teams and then it was harder for us to pick up our ranking at the end of the season because we weren't playing as highly ranked of, of people as we did in the beginning. So for me, I love this. I think this is great. We need to play the best comp And whenever we play the best competition, I feel like it brings the best out of us, um, which it's hopefully shows up this next year. You know, we're, we're all competitive guys, and, you know, the better the team, the harder we're going to play. So Nick, we see these guys in practice, the the new guys. We're, we're familiar with Colby Pearson and Mitchell Juergens and whatnot, but give us an idea of some of these new guys who could have an impact at receiver. Um, I hate labeling off individuals. You saw—I don't know if you saw guys. Jonah made some plays today, and he is the fastest guy I've—I've I've seen. He's him and Mike Davis are both so fast. Um, you know, I, I haven't really seen speed like that before. You know, he's—he's going to be a really good player. And we got a couple other guys, Bo Tanner and um, I, I always mispronounce his name. Hifo, I think his name Hifo. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's a really fast guy. He's for just a freshman though, so he's got a long time. But we got all kinds of guys that are stepping in. You know, you, you saw Mitch Jurgens, but now Garrett Jurgens is going in and he's making plays. Moroni makes plays, you know. Well I don't want to miss anyone, so I, you guys yeah. put me on the spot here. But just like all the guys all the guys are great. Like yeah. everyone's doing really good. No yeah. one no one's out there doing bad. Like everyone looks awesome right now. So it hurts me because I'm like, man, I want to go out there and make some plays too. You know, but it's all right. I'll be out there soon and we're all going to mesh together. It'll be good. To finish this interview, I want you to look in the camera, and I want you to say, my name is Nick Hertz, and I'm the real number five. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. No way. Why do they always set me, they set me up every time? <laughs> hey, I didn't okay. set you up. No, no. Not, I nothing can't. but love for yeah. Nick Kurtz. I man. am number five. There you go. <laughs> I am. I'm mean, another you're, real. You are I number just five. am number five. It's as simple as that. Nick, we wish you a uh, speedy recovery to your foot and uh, some BYU Sports Nation karma yeah, to help out go. with that. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate you that. You got it, man. Thanks for the time. Yep. 6'6", 215 pounds. Tell me he doesn't look bigger. Yeah, he looks good. And I like how he addressed, uh, you know, getting off the line better. That's been something that I think BYU can do better, especially against these Power 5 teams. At the end of the 2016 college football season, where will BYU rank among the 128 teams? Send in your responses. 
Up next, Taylor Sander and Team USA Volleyball lose again in Rio. What's next? Is it a big deal? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Come and hang out with us in Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. If you happen to miss an episode of this show in live fashion, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, check, uh, check us out on social media. Uh, Facebook, we do a lot of Facebook Live now. So uh, BYU Sports Nation, Instagram, BYU Sports Nation, at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, and then BYUSN on Snapchat. The Snapchat story gets more and more interesting every day. We need to do more with that. Let's give the people more content. Let's do it. Instagram stories now, competing with that. Yeah, how about that? What do you like better now? Do you, are, yes. Are, are you, <laughs> Both. Are you an Instagram guy? I can like Jimmy I, Fallon yes, and Jimmy can. Kimmel. Yes, you can. Isn't that funny? How it some used to be Leno versus Letterman. It's like, why? No, you can like everybody for what they do. You can only watch one channel at a time. You what can like era did you live in? You can like multiple late night talk shows. It's okay. You can only like BYU Sports Nation, though. Okay, like whatever you want. It's America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, time to play Big Deal No Deal. Big Deal No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over sixty-five years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU ranked 61st in the CBS Sports College Football preseason rankings. No deal. They said it was by users, so it wasn't even by media, if I understand correctly. Also, it's the preseason. It's not favorable to what we like, therefore we will just ignore it. No deal. Where do you finish? (laughs) Where do you finish? If it was like top 10, we'd be like, this is a big deal. Oh, my goodness. Instead, it's not what we want, so we're like, Heisman. Detmer! That perhaps may play into it a little <laughs> bit. But still, no deal. I mean, we're, it's three weeks, three and a half weeks till the season. Where do you finish? Number two. Big deal, no deal. Offensive lineman Kyle Johnson cited at BYU Photo Day. I saw him there, and I thought, wait, he's here. They're taking pictures. That means he's going to be on the team, or they at least expect or hope him to be on the team. Yet, I'll go no deal because we don't know his health. That's the concern with Kyle Johnson is he started a ton of games the last three years, but is he healthy? That If he is, then I would say big deal. I say this is a big deal because it shows me that they anticipate he will play in at least one game this college football season. They're hoping that he plays in the majority of them, and they need him. It's a big deal that he's around and involved with the BYU football team, even if it means he can't play right now. The fact that he's there having his picture taken means they anticipate an experienced guy will be back. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Taylor Sander and USA Volleyball loses its first two matches in real what? Big deal. They have to win, I think, two of the next three to have a shot to get out of pool play. I believe there's six teams in each group. The top four get out. Uh, so then you have an eight-team quarterfinal setup. This is a big deal. U.S. expected to be better. Um, Taylor has struggled a little bit. So hopefully uh, Taylor and Team USA can be better against Brazil tomorrow. Yeah, this is a big deal because of the pool that they play in. They dropped. It's not that green pool, is it? No, it no, is okay, not. Okay, check. pool play. They lost to Canada, a team they probably should have beat, and Italy, another team they probably should have beat. Now you're going against the hometown favorite, Brazil. I mean, their backs are against the wall. It's pro- Is it a must win? Probably. Ba- uh, almost. Basically. Probably if they want to get through to the quarterfinals. Funny phrase. Ugh. That. Is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question today, 
at the end of the 2016 college football season, where will BYU football rank among the 128 teams? Next on BYUSN, a loaded Cougar whip around. The latest news from the BYU Big 12 convo. Casey Patterson's results from Rio and Daniel Sorensen balling out. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Athletics. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby responded to the letter from Athlete Ally yesterday saying, Thank you for your note. As we move forward with our processes, we will certainly take your comments into consideration. I appreciate your having taken the time to express your thoughts. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo tweeted the following, Quote, LGBT players, coaches, and fans are always welcome to the BYU campus. Everyone should be treated with respect, dignity, and love. End quote. Football. Yesterday was photo day for the BYU football team and senior offensive lineman Kyle Johnson made his first appearance at fall camp. Today's practice number five. That means the first practice with full pads. The Kansas City Star reporting that Daniel Sorensen is making the most of his reps on the first team for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well then, SI.com has released its top 25 for the 2016 college football season. Three of BYU's opponents made it. UCLA, Michigan State, and Boise State made the top 25. CBS Sports ranked all 128 FBS teams, as we have documented on the show. BYU in at number 61. BYU opponents UCLA at number 10. Please. Michigan State, <laughs> number 17. Volleyball. Former Cougar Taylor Sander had 10 kills and two aces as the USA men's volleyball team lost 3-1 to Italy yesterday. The U.S. 2-0. They've never started 2-0 and made it to the quarterfinals. On the beach, former Cougar Casey Patterson and partner Jake Gibb lost two sets to one this morning to Spain. They are now eliminated from the tourney. Baseball. Adam Law went 2-for-4 with an RBI for the Jackson Generals. Also, Michael Rucker made his second minor league appearance, pitching a scoreless inning while striking out two batters in rookie ball for the AZL Cubs. Soccer. The soccer players beat the soccer moms, a.k.a. the alumni last night, 5 to nothing. Ashley Hatch led the way with a goal and two assists. Ashley Hatch scored a goal that was, I'm just, it was gorgeous. I told them, clip that off and send it out to all the BYU's opponents so they can see what they are up against in Ashley Good Hatch. Good luck. This women's soccer team is legit, by the Holy way. Holy cow. Expectations and then some, for sure. Future guests on the show include offensive line coach Mike Empey. How does he feel about a banged-up offensive line, and where are they in fall camp? It's just day number five. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Bob Bowlesby, of course, gets it, and soccer moms everywhere. <laughs> Hashtag orange slices and Capri Sun. Natalie Lewis, our love, soccer analyst, said it needed to be soccer mom stars, stars. Jerem. Because le- those were legit soccer moms, you know what I'm saying? They played here, man. Where do you think BYU will finish among the 128 FBS programs at the end of the season? At DeYoung1993 says, I'm hoping somewhere in the Big 12. Yeah! That would be awesome. At Still Team Riley with our elite tweet of the day. Number five, 13-1, no playoff, but an awkward moment when we become the first team from the state to win the Rose Bowl. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Classic. Download the podcast for Jeremiah. Special shout-out to John Pace.